Can you get pregnant and have a baby in less than three months? That's the question. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I followed Donald Trump on Twitter last night. Because Elon Musk, he did a Twitter poll. I think he was saying it was getting more than a million votes an hour. I'm not sure how long it ran. But he said, should, should Twitter let Donald Trump back on? And I think it was 53 to 47 or maybe even closer to that, people said, yes, let him back on, which is funny. So it's just, you know, Twitter polls are just like voting in America. You know, it's basically a 50-50 situation. Basically, you're going to piss off half the people, no matter what. Every, you know, you're not going to piss off a few people. You're not like a wonderful thing is happening and only a few people got pissed off. It's like you are going to piss off half the people, no matter what you do. And Trump hadn't tweeted by the time I signed up. I think he Whatever. Donald Trump has said he's not going to use Twitter anymore because he has a Twitter clone called Truth Social. So, anyways. And I'm not going to... If Donald Trump does come back on and tweets a bunch, I'm not going to keep listening to him. But I do want to see those first couple tweets, so that's why I followed him. And then I was looking at a tweet from Nuance Bro. He's an anti-woke podca- uh, YouTuber I like. And I don't read tweets very much so I don't you know I don't know all the preceding conversations that have led up to this stuff but uh nuance bro was like look Elon let Donald Trump back on the back on Twitter are you you know are you guys happy now finally or you know do you believe that he does support free speech like you know apparently nuance bro likes Elon I don't think he's a Trump supporter but anyways the replies to nuance bro this is not left-wing people apparently they're like, oh, Donald Trump is easy. They're like, until he until he lets back uh, Alex Jones, Stefan Molyneux, oh, right, and Nick Fuentes, then, you know, he hasn't done nothing. Elon is, ain't shit. And so you probably haven't heard of Stefan Molyneux or Nick Fuentes, but anyways, Alex, you know, they're just, for different reasons, they're just as controversial as Alex Jones. They're just not as famous, I guess. But anyways, it will be interesting to see if Elon is going to, you know, run unbannings by just doing a poll. And, you know, is he going to do a poll for Alex Jones next? I guess that would be the next most famous person. And then Elizabeth Warren, Senator Pocahontas, who lied about being Native American to get a job at Harvard, who I dislike a lot. I mean, it's funny. Um, Mindy Kaling's brother, you know, they're Indian, he pretended to be black to get into a medical school that wouldn't accept him otherwise. And I kind of applaud that guy. And then I don't like it when Elizabeth Warren pretends to be Native American to get a job at Harvard. So I guess, you know, I'm not entirely consistent. I mean, the difference there is that the one guy was showing how affirmative action is stupid. And then Elizabeth Warren is like, she got to Harvard and she used that as a platform to support affirmative, I mean, to support affirmative action, even though she like showed that it was stupid and whatever. She's very, very woke. But anyway, she uh, did a tweet about... Biden is forgiving student loan debts or trying to, and she said, "It is." I don't, you know, she's like, I, you know, I mean, she's a Harvard law professor, so I guess she thinks that you should believe what she says about the law. And she said something like, "It is inarguably true that Biden has the legal authority to cancel all these student loan debts." And Elon Musk also hates Elizabeth Warren, and I imagine he told someone to do this, but they put a fact check on, on her statement. And so they like they took a quote from Politico, which is a left-wing, uh, very left-wing news source, and they took a quote from Politico that you know they said 
you know, this tweet needs further context, like how they used to do for, you know, if you, t- if you t- said anything about COVID, for instance, right? They'd be like, uh, you know, you should read, here's a link to the CDC to read the truth. Anyway, so they said, this tweet needs further context. And they got a qu- quote from Politico that said, experts disagree on whether or not this is legal. And they had a, another thing about, I, don't know, I think the Eighth Circuit Court, anyways, some, some um, judges said it may not be legal also. And so what was kind of sucked about that was I wanted to go see that tweet. There's screenshots of that tweet, but Elizabeth Warren deleted her tweet. She got fact-checked. Left-wing news outlets said that what she is saying is not true, so she just deleted her tweet. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to give the thumbs up to something, but there's nothing, nothing to give it to. It was all gone. And then uh, the recent All In podcast is talking about Twitter, the economic business side of it. And I think one or maybe more than one of the guys on the panel show um, are friends with Elon and like actually, whatever, helped Elon in the first week or something after he bought Twitter and maybe have been helping him since. But I guess, whatever, they don't they don't spill the beans. It's like, oh, yeah, me and Elon were talking about this. We're like, yeah, fire that MFer. I'd love to see the look on his face and he gets fired. Anyways, they don't give you any of the juicy inside stuff that I want. I'm like, it's like an hour and hour and a half podcast. I'm like, come on, give me some juicy stuff. They don't. But so you heard that Elon Musk fired. I don't know. I think Twitter has like 7,500 employees, and I think they have a bunch of subcontractors that are not included in that number. But anyways, they had 7,500 employees, and then Elon Musk fired half of them, and he gave them all three months severance. So you know, however much they were making, they got to keep making that money for three months. And then Twitter employees are going on Twitter and blah, blah, who knows, whatever else, the Slack. And they were criticizing Elon. And, uh, and then Elon said, anyone who doesn't want to work for Twitter can quit, and I'll give you three months paid vacation also. Well, he also said that people are going to have to work hard. He used the word hardcore. He's like, you know, the people who work here are going to have to be hardcore because we're going to be working a lot. And if that doesn't sound good to you, you can have three months severance. And the mainstream media outlets are like, that's evil. I mean, you know, everyone on the left hates Elon now. I mean, hell, he just let Trump back on. I mean, if you really want to get the people on the left to hate the hell out of you, that'll do it. But so all the mainstream media outlets are like, this is evil. You know, telling people that if they don't want to work hardcore, then, you know, they can have three months severance and leave. That's evil. That's a monster. And, you know, one of the, I'm not sure how I feel on this. One of the all-in guys is like, you know, that's, that's just prejudiced against Elon because that's a nice thing to do. Like, you know, instead of just whatever. If, if that doesn't sound good to you, you can have three months. You know, you can have a bunch of money. Here's a bunch of money. If you want an easier job or you hate Elon Musk or whatever, you can, here's a bunch of money and you can go get a job somewhere else. So that should be considered a nice thing. But I can, I can empathize with the employees. Like, I had a job once. It was a good electrician job, and it, it paid extra, and it was, it was nice. And then, whatever, the schedule we had there was four 10-hour days. And so, you know, that was cool, because you had a three-day weekend every week. But then I went to a different job after that, and they just had five eight-hour days. And I was like, you know what? Only having to work eight hours in a day is also nice. Basically, there's no free lunch. But so they did provide a little bit of stats about Twitter, and I'm not sure when it was, maybe something like 10 years ago, they had 200 million users, monthly, MOZ they call them, monthly active users, and they had 1,000 employees. 
So a thousand people were running the ship for two million users. And now they have 300 million users. So it, the, the number of users, the number of Moz has gone up 50%. Basically, it's gone up a little bit. But the number of employees has gone from a thousand to 7,500. And the guy, the guy was saying, including contractors, sorry, yeah, it would probably be more like 12,000. So basically, the number of users went up a little bit, and then the number of employees went up by a factor of 12. And so, like, we don't know. What, 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 you know, what were all those extra employees for? Was it just a bunch of left-wing people? You know, basically, you have your, your, thousand, you have your thousand engineers and computer scientists who keep the thing running, and then you just keep hiring thousands and thousands of more woke people to censor? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, then you need HR. Then you need a diversity department that hires, you know, black people because the diversity department is growing so fast. We, you know, the, the diversity department only has 100 people. Hire 100 black people right now, and then we'll have 200, and then we'll really get diverse. But anyways, that's one possibility. I'm, whatever, I'm obviously exaggerating. Maybe they need those people for some reason. You know, you need for taxes or something. They're doing your accountants to do your taxes. But anyways, that'll be interesting. Maybe Elon Musk doesn't need, you know, 85% of the workforce. And he can just run the thing, basically. As an end user, you won't even know the difference. So the answer to that is maybe, or else the whole thing's going to blow up in his face. He better hope... He better, he better know what he's doing. Either you only need a few people to run Twitter, or else the whole thing's going to blow up. And one of the all-in guys, he was reading from some article, I, whatever. Go listen to that podcast. It was, it was pretty good. The article was pretty good. The stu- stuff his, he read was good quotes. I can't remember all of it, but one thing I remember was the writer said that America has surplus elites. Like, basically, we got more so-called elites than we need. Like I just learned, the average salary at Google is $300,000 a year. That's the company that pays the most. So Twitter is probably paying, let's say, something like average of $200,000 a year. And I don't know the numbers, but I bet it really probably is only one or 2,000 of those employees that are, you know, computer scientists and mathematicians and physicists, which means most of the people are not STEM geniuses. So what are they? And I don't know, but here's what I think they are. Well, I think they're women from fancy universities with just random degrees, you know, English, history, whatever. I mean, to work in HR, you need to know how to you need to know how to run a computer. You know, to work in a diversity department, you really don't need anything there other than to be diverse yourself. And then you know, you got advertising, and you got the people that go pay for lunches of, you know, like, you know, you want General Motors to advertise on Twitter, but you got to send out a smoking hot chick to uh, pay for lunches for all the advertising employees at General Motors, and you can schmooze over that, and, and anyways, you know, an English degree will do just fine for that, and if you're going to pay someone 200 grand for something that they don't really have any training in, or that they're easy, even training possible in, you're just you're not going to take you know someone who got their English degree from a community college. You're going to take someone who got their English degree from Princeton. And so these people are the surplus elites. These are the elites that we don't need because you got your 2,000 computer scientists keeping the thing running, and then you got your maybe up to 10,000 more just general purpose high you know high you know, whatever woke fancy degree having people running the other stuff. And as you get bigger, 
you need more people to run more of the people. You know, if you get 10 people, well, now you need an 11th person to oversee those people. And then when you get 10 of those people, you need a whatever, another person to oversee that, right? You know, this is the, it just builds on itself. It's called bureaucracy. You know, governments, businesses, anything, they just, they get bigger. Like, you know, it's like, do you need more workers to do your job? You're not going to say, no. In fact, I don't need half of the people under me. People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, give me more people. Why would you, why would you say not? Do you, want, do you need more money to do your job? Yes. Do you need more people to do your job? Yes. Just the automatic answer, even when it's frequently not true. And college graduates are now 60 women, 40 men, so that's why I think it's women. Especially because men, they're like, you know what, I better do STEM. I think I heard a stat. I must have been on all in. That, um, like 20 years ago, 10% of the college graduates in the Bay Area were doing computer science. Today, it is 60%. Of the, of the college graduates at all the call any any and every college is computer science like they're all doing computer science now but that's going to be all men women hate computer science and so i mean so these sur surplus elites are going to be women with non-stem degrees and then elon is offering them three month salary which that might be a good thing it might be good for them i mean i can imagine a lot of them saying now is the time to get pregnant Actually, that math doesn't work out quite right. I bet, I bet there's a whole bunch of women who are like, God damn it, I wish I would have gotten pregnant nine months ago. All right, I want to mention this. I've talked about it before, but I don't know if I said the name before. So there was a court case before the Supreme Court, I believe in 1971, it's called Griggs versus Duke Energy. And so Duke Energy was an electric utility company in the South, I think probably in North Carolina. That's where Duke, Duke stuff happens. And they had an IQ test. If you want to get a job at Duke Energy, they would give you an IQ test. And then I guess they would hire people who got the highest scores on the IQ tests. And they got sued because black people who were applying to work there were getting lower scores on the IQ tests. And so the Supreme Court said that's racial discrimination. And they said you cannot use IQ tests as a thing for employment. And so I've said that before. And then I've been like, you know, but that makes me wonder because I know I know the federal government basically gives you IQ tests. Um, the military will basically give you an IQ, IQ test. And so I think I erroneously said that, whatever, normal companies can't give you an IQ test, but the federal government can for whatever reason. But then when I was trying to look up the name of that case, the Griggs versus Duke Energy, um, I accidentally read an extra sentence on there and it says... You cannot give an IQ test unless it is directly applicable to the job. Directly applies to the job that that employee is going to be doing. And so that makes a little more sense to me because I, I applied for a job at Fastenal one time, which is like a, it's like a hardware store. They sell like nuts and bolts, except for really, they really get into the selling their nuts and bolts. And they basically sell to like businesses, not to consumers. Although you can go in there. You can walk in there as a normal person. But no one does. I guess here, mostly what Fastenal does is like you'll have a giant factory and there's a bunch of people who work on fixing stuff. And then you'll have all these shelves. You'll have, you know, you'll have a whole room, a stock room full of shelves, full of parts, nuts and bolts and blah, blah, blah. And Fastenal will send a person out to your company or out to your um, factory once a week or once a month or whatever. And they will go through and they'll count how many things that you've used of each type. And then they will order the stuff. And it will just magically appear on the shelves. So, you know, if you 
You're like, we always need to have a thousand half-inch bolts on stock. And then the guy will come in and he'll count them. I mean, he spends a lot of time. He'll count them diligently. He'll be like, oh, there's only 597 half-inch bolts left. And so they say, okay, we need to get this person 303 half-inch bolts. But anyways, I applied for their job once. It was online. And it was exactly like the LSAT, which is the law school version of the SAT, which is basically has nothing to do with law. There's no legal questions in the entire LSAT, but it's just an IQ test. It'll have questions like, you know, there are three people sitting around a table. Alice is to the left of Bob, and Charles is to the right of Alice. What does that mean? And the answer, am I making this up? And I don't even know. And the answer is, well, then Charles is to the right of Sally, or something. That didn't make sense, but hopefully you get the idea. You've probably seen things like that. And that's what the that's what the LSAT is full of. That's just a bunch of those things. And they give everyone names like Alice, Bob, Charles, Derek. Hopefully you can see the pattern. And if you can't see the pattern in those four names, then you are not ready to take the LSAT. And, you know, to become an electrician in Oregon, you got to take a math test and some other tests. So anyways, sometimes you can give people tests. But to get to the point... You know, what, who, who, what's, what's the category of people who have all had to take a test? And that is college students. Or at least college students who go to fancy colleges. They all have to take the SAT. They all have to do a bunch of classwork, etc. Get good grades. And so that was the workaround that America... I've talked about this before. But anyways, that's the workaround that America came up with when it was said that, you know, using an IQ test for employment is racist or discriminatory. Um, they're like, oh, but I can just, but I can say this job requires a college degree and that's not discriminatory. And I guess the courts are like, correct. So then every job requires a college degree. It's not because it really requires a college degree. You could just give someone an IQ test and get the same results. Because like I say, an English degree does not help you with HR. I mean, you know, you might give someone a test on can they use Microsoft Word and Excel and blah, blah, blah. But... You know, that, that, would, that would be just as good, basically. An IQ test plus can you use Microsoft would be just as good as you know, we need a college degree from Princeton. But anyways, that led to everyone in America realizing correctly that they need to go get a college degree if they want to get ahead in America. And so that's what they did. And then it turns out that men aren't good at it and women are great at it. And so now women are taking over everything because all it requires is some random college degree. And that's where we get our surplus elites. And, uh, and also, you know, to steal a man on the other side, obviously some of those people are needed. You do kind of need an HR department just so you can protect yourself from getting sued by someone falsely calling your company racist or sexist, for instance. Like, you know, I mean, you know, here, 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 here's how HR seems to me. Or here, here's how, how you do it without even having to hire a bunch of people. I'll just do it for you right now. What you do is... Once a year, you pay for every employee to take a one, you know, eight-hour, one-day class on not being racist and not being sexist. And then, when some employee is racist or sexist, you fire them and say, "You can't sue the company. We made them take a, a class every single year, telling them not to be racist or sexist." So we did what we needed to do. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.